This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Hi, motherfuckers. I'm Jamie. <laughs> I was just telling Jamie, I'm like, oh my god, now my dogs are barking. She See went, what I mean? I'm like, she went from my rage to customer service, please. I did, like, real quick, too. So, like, all She's day long. fucking professional people. Uh, you know what? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> not all the time. Sometimes. So, I was just kind of telling Jamie, um, all the kids are here today, and between the dogs and the kids and everything else, like, I just can't get anything done. Like, <laughs> and my husband will be like, well, why don't you just tell everybody to leave you alone? Well, how about if I tell the fucking dogs to leave me alone? The ones that's barking now, the one that wants to go inside, in and out, No, and she's and chill. She's like, No, it's that here. one. The one I who's mean, barking is the one who wants to go in and out, in and Lainey's out, in and out. such a good day. girl. Yeah, Lainey, actually, actually, yesterday, Lainey had the scorch yesterday, so... There was at least 15 times that I put them in and out, in and out, in and out. And now Bubbles, the new dog, wants to go in and out, in and out, in and out. So I thought I was going to, like, get myself all situated and show her. And I put up a baby gate. She just jumped over it. Yeah. She's insane. <sighs> I was like, oh, my God. I can't take it no more. She's got a lot of energy. She does. And I'm like, the more you tell them, hey, you guys, can you just keep it down a little bit? The more they're like, I've heard you. It's opposite day. Right. The more you want it quiet, the more I'm going to be loud and obnoxious and run through the house and get the dogs riled up. How about that? And while saying, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, come on guys. So, and I could see like my husband's at work and he's getting ready to leave. And usually when he gets ready to leave, he'll call me and I'm like, I'm going to start this podcast and then he's going to call. And now I have lost my shit all day long because I have no more patience left. And he's going to be the one that gets his, you know, gets yelled at. Your nails are pretty. Yeah, I finally did go and get my, I got like a manicure this weekend. So I finally got something. Look, my toes too. They don't have two two colors anymore. They're really pretty. So anyway, so how was your weekends and week and all that good stuff? Um, I spent the week in Delaware City, which is close to my house. That's the nicest thing I could say a fuck about it. Um, (laughs) That's because you're all stuck up about where you work now. Right. Like I was ready to throw hands over Wilmington. I know. And then, um... Friday, I came home, and it's usually date night on Friday, but Paco went fishing with Jim and didn't get home till 11 o'clock, so by the time he got home, I was like, good night, and then... <laughs> she should have seen her face. She was like, meh. Saturday, Paco took me and Devin downstate, and we went to see his friend Lauren. Um, on the way down, we stopped and we played Putt-Putt and Lewis, or oh, not nice. Lewis, Dewey. Right. And I got... Two holes in one. Oh, nice. Two hole in ones. How the fuck did Paco still beat me? Oh, did he really? By like four strokes. <laughs> he was keeping score. I think Paco cheated. <laughs> Maybe next time you should keep score too. Right. But we, um, <laughs> we're currently planning our Orlando trip for December. So that's been interesting and fun. And apparently we're driving to Florida, which is super fun. Oh, why? Because he doesn't want to fucking fly. Why? Because... Plane it's a two-hour trip. Plane tickets are outrageous. Even now, going to Florida? Because, damn, I just got one for $173 for my son's friend. Round trip. Really? Yeah. What airline, though? Southwest. Really? Yeah. This is some fucking bullshit. Paco doesn't... Paco wants to drive. 
Packer loves to drive. I don't love to drive. No, that's a hard drive. You're going to be constipated and full of fluid in your legs by the time you get there. So he's like, that's fine, babe, because you can drive some. We'll get you over your fear. And I'm like, you're going to get me over my fear. I'm going to be real cunt. (laughs) Is he going to try and take the Suburban down? No, we're taking the Kia. Oh, okay, because so I was going to say, how are you going to put your little body in that big ass truck, drive it all the way down there in the middle of being like, I don't do big girl roads. Right. So, no, we're taking the Kia, which is fine because the Kia's got, like, air conditioning seats. Yeah. And it's got heated seats. And they go all the way back. Like, I'm going to be comfortable. You're not going to be that comfortable. It is a really long drive. 16 fucking hours. Yeah, I know. I've done it many times. My grandparents live an hour and a half north of it. Yeah, so it is what it is. But Paco it's a wants, shit show. I would not Paco want to do that. And drive. I hate flying. Paco wants to drive, so we're just going to drive. And I'm cool with that. Kira's like, fuck that, we're flying. I'm like, you know what, Kira, good for you, because I wish I was flying. But he wants to drive, so we're going to drive. Um, we're doing the Orlando meetup, which is super fun. And then we are also doing a very merry Disney, which is like the meetup. It's after hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about in that. The magic ch- in the Magic Kingdom, though. Right. So, we're going to be in Universal for two nights, and then that's Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday we're doing Disney. Oh, okay. It's very... That's a lot of walking. It's a, me and Kira already have scooters reserved. You do? Yes. We're going to be driving around on Little Rascals. Uh, you know what? I feel like Bruce's company picnic is at, um, what's it called? Uh, Hershey, right? Hershey Park in two weeks. I feel like I wouldn't get one for me, because I don't think I'm going to be able to do it in all that heat. So do it. Get a rascal. I know, but I'm like, am I really going to be that person that drives around? I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to be that bitch in Florida all day. Because <laughs> it's so hot. I'm like, nobody wants to walk and stand in lines. Like, I don't, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Then why are you going? Because God forbid you don't go because it's like, it's his new company and he loves his company and he's all about it. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not that I don't want to be there it's in general. So it's hot, just so fucker. fucking hot. Like, I don't tolerate the heat at all. Like, it I makes me physically ill. I don't tolerate the heat Yeah, at all. any humidity. And I'm like, ah, fuck this. I'm going back to bed. Right. Like, I, I can't do it. Like, it has physically drained me. Like, I yeah. am so exhausted because for the past two days I've been out doing roads and today wasn't that bad but yesterday was so hot yeah and I have just been out in the heat and I'm just exhausted and I'm ready for bed and baby watch is it's still still not fucking here this bitch ass baby (laughs) I told Jamie last night I was like what is up with this bitch ass baby I was telling Bruce about Jamie's grandbaby and I called it a bitch ass baby so I just thought it was so funny that you and I both called it the same thing like come the fuck on already like, yeah, the like doctor, I have to walk around. The doctor is not going to d- induce her. So, like, I'm going to need you to, baby, Peter, do you hear me? Do you, this is your grandmother speaking. <laughs> I need you to donkey punch the fuck out of that bag and pop it. All right? <laughs> I don't believe you. I would feel the same way. Like, I'm fucking over it. I'm not sleeping. Do you understand the stress I'm under, little man? Like... And it's not even my pregnancy, which is the fucked up thing. No, but you're excited. You know, it's your first grandbaby. I'm I'm not excited. Well, I'm excited for the fact that there's going to be a baby, but I'm nervous about so many things that are leading up to the baby. Like, I'm having, like, terrible, like, thoughts and things of the labor and things going wrong because my anxiety is through the goddamn roof. Mm. So, yeah. Well, you want to hear, I wanted to tell Jamie the dream I had last night. Yes, tell me about the dream. Okay, so 
Bruce always wakes me up before he leaves for work. And he leaves for work at like 4.30. So thanks for that, hon. Thanks. Right. I'm like, can't you just give me a kiss on the forehead and fucking leave? Like, why do you gotta wake me up every day? You know what I mean? I told Paco this so. morning because his mm-hmm. alarm kept going off. Mm-hmm. I said, this is not going to be a safe space if that <laughs> alarm keeps going off. <laughs> I know, right? You're just like, oh my God. And he was like, a safe space? I was like, it's not going to be a safe space. <laughs> Like, meaning, I'm going to kill you. Get the fuck out of this bed. <laughs> Turn your fucking alarm off. God damn it. So, um, If you're not going to get out of bed till 5.30, why are you setting your alarm for 4.40? Oh, I know, right? Oh, my God. It's so obnoxious. He does the same thing. He Ugh. sets it for 3 and doesn't get out of bed until, like, 4.10. So, for, like, an hour and change, does the same thing. It's right. like Right. It's, Paco's got three different alarms that make three different fucking sounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's got his phone and, like, a bedside one, too. Fuck you. Like, get the fuck out of bed. Like, I don't understand people that don't get out of bed. Like, I'm, like, immediately up. Like, I don't sleep through anything. Right. And it's annoying when you're with someone who doesn't. Like, why right. do we marry the opposite of ourselves? Like, then, why do we do that? And then, if I'm in bed and my alarm goes off and mm-hmm. I want to snooze that shit, mm-hmm. I feel bad because he's sleeping and I don't want to wake him up. But fuck me. <laughs> I like you were an hour and a half later. Beep, beep, beep. And you're like, what the fuck? I turn off. It's not a safe place anymore, Paco. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> when he got up, I was like, it was like the cube or no, what was it? Like I, something on TBS. I forget. It's like that show that like course that they all run through. Uh, Wipeout. Wipeout. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this. So like I put on like Young Sheldon or something. Cause I'm like that. I watched every one of them. It just like lets me go to sleep. So anyway, I'm in, and then this dream and I'm 195 in my mother's car with my kids and I'm oh. with my mom driving down 95. And all of a sudden, I look up in the sky, and there's, like, fucking aliens, right? And I always end up having these fucking alien dreams, and I don't know why. And every once in a while, they are so ridiculously bad, and we're stuck in the city. I mean, and they look kind of like, um, almost like, like octopus. Were you like, had, there's these things coming Were you out. having an Independence Day moment? I, I guess. I don't know, because every once in a while, I'll have it. And it's funny, because the one time I had it, it was so real, it actually sparked the books that I wrote. Right. So it ended up, you know, kind of doing that. That's how that whole thing started. And so this one was, it was so fucking intense, right? So we ended up in this building. But in the building, one of my children was Sheldon. Oh. Yeah, one of my children was Sheldon. So we're in this building where he lives because he's even still kind of like a kid. He's like a teenager and he like lives on his own because he's in college. And so we're in this building and everything's being run over by aliens. And all of a sudden you like look out and there's like these like, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. So... You know, like, old-time generals from, like, the Civil War were, like, like red one, they're, like, but they're, like, but they're, like, the ghosts. No, they're, like, the, the South kind, though. Like, the South generals. Like, the red coats. The Southern general. Not wet red coats. No, like that's, gray yeah, coats. that was French Revolution. Yeah. That was. Yeah, but it's, like, the Civil War, and it's, like, you know, General Lee or something like that. You know, he's, like, and they're on their, but they're, like, ghosts. And somehow they were, like. They had always been on standby, so if anything fucking happened, they, like, raised them from the dead or something, and they went and fought these aliens. I don't know how weird that is. How weird is that? And in the middle of all this, I'm like, I need to get out of the city. I just need to get out of the city. And my mom's like, I'm going to go steal Kathy's car, my boss, to try and get you home. But we're in this, like, big-ass building, and we look out, and they're taking the chase building down. Like, the aliens and stuff and all this stuff. So, there's, like, the buildings falling down right. and it's nearby us. Right. Your mom's still in Kathy's car and now she's out of job. <laughs> right. So, but guess what Kathy's car was? It was, like, a bright blue Lamborghini. I was like, what the shit is this? I forgot to ruin 
to tell Kathy about the stream. So this is Lamborghini. And I'm like, I had to like lift the car door up and it goes up, you know, and everything. And I'm like, and then people are like, I don't think you're going to be able to get out of the city. The city shut down. And I'm like, oh my God. And like, and I mean, it just was fucking going nuts. So I go back into Sheldon, my son's, right? Because I'm a little Sheldon right now, <laughs> right with him. And I decide to put like enchiladas or something in like his like air fryer, but not air fryer, whatever that little... Remember the little tabletop thing is you can put it in there toaster like a toaster oven? oven? I put it in the toaster oven. I'm like, why am I putting enchiladas in a toaster oven? It was that or like a lasagna or something because it was already in a pan and it had foil over top of it. And I was going to heat it up so we could eat. So this is what I'm doing as aliens are striking. Did you eat something weird before bed? <laughs> I don't think so, no. But I'm like... What the hell was this? Are you smoking rocks? I smoking rocks. I don't know, but I'm telling you, it was the weirdest thing. Like I looked out, and there was like these ghost generals on their horses, and they were going. And I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna go fight them, and they they really were. Like everybody was out fighting these fucking things. So it was like, it was like this weird underground sort of thing that like the like the governments always had. Like they had these ghosts that they knew about, and they fucking unleashed these things. So I'm like, remember when we they had what was it? Um, West or Cowboys versus Aliens or some shit. I didn't watch it, but yeah. I, I and I'm like, is that something like that then? Because why are we have like ghost generals riding off and like I can still picture it. Like I can't see the horses, but they're kind of like, they look like they're galloping, but they're like in the air going up into the air to fight. That's crazy. I'm like, what the fuck kind of bullshit is this? Like, how do I have like, well, at least Confederate soldiers fighting aliens or something. Some enchiladas out of it. I don't know, but I just thought I would tell you, isn't that fucking weird? You're odd. It isn't, but it was so, so real. Like, I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, it was so crazy, and all I wanted to do was get out to my dad, where my mom and dad live off, you know what I mean, where they live now. I kept trying to get out there to them, and I couldn't get out of the city. It was so weird. Isn't that weird how dreams do that? And, like, I watched young Sheldon, and now I had a young Sheldon child. Sheldon, it's my son. (laughs) I thought you guys might get a kick out of that. I'm like, if you ever had, like, weird dreams like that, you should write us in. That's the stuff you should write us in about. Not if you got 50 penises and you suck yourself off. We don't want those. I do. <laughs> Jamie's like, uh, it's like, it just, it's a penis brigade. And yes, I do. But <laughs> I want it. <laughs> want it all. <laughs> all right, what do you got? You can actually start us off with something. I have so much. <sighs> I just snorted. I have so much. So let's talk about beings. We're talking about aliens. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So I'm going to talk about the pools that they found beneath the ocean that kill everything. And then you can go into the mysterious glow over the Atlantic. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is how we're going to segue. And yes, I just told you what we're going to be segueing. <laughs> this is what we're going to be doing. Okay. So this is from Interesting Engineering. Okay. Science. So there are these newly discovered things and they're called newly discovered deadly pools beneath the ocean kill anything that swims into them it called it could solve three not one not two but three mysteries with one stone that's what it says okay so it says a new discovery of extreme habitats could help us solve three mysteries with one stone provided new insights into how earth's oceans form it can also reveal the secrets of extraterrestrial life and unveil potential potential cancer-fighting compounds. Oh, neat. Okay. All this stuff. I figured you'd like this. This is all thanks to a team of researchers, researchers at the University of Miami who has discovered massive brine deep-sea pools in the Red Sea that quickly kill or paralyze anything that enters them. 
according to an an initial report by Live Science. Life does exist on the outskirts of these aquatic death traps. However, any unfortunate animal that has to delve below the surface do not survive and instead become pickled. Like that's oh, how oh salty my God. it is. Let me put my glasses on so I can read this without stuttering. Excuse me, I'm old. All right. However, these rare brine pools may retain clues about millennia-long climatic changes in the region and could even shed light on origins of life on Earth. A study published in the New in the journal Nature Communications Earth and Environmental Shows is what it says. Um, so in case you didn't know, brine pools are extremely salty lakes that form on the seafloor. They are among the most extreme environments on our planet due to the fact that they are devoid of oxygen and have lethal levels of saline. They are also known for their extremophile microbes? Mm-hmm. Extremophile. E-X-T-R-E-M-O-P-H-I-L-E. Okay. Extremophile mo- microbes, which may shed light on how life began on Earth and how life could evolve on water-rich worlds. <coughs> Excuse me. Deep-sea brine pools are only known to exist in three bodies of water, the Gulf of Mexico, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Red Sea. It's thought that all deep-sea pools in the Red Sea were located at least 15.5 miles offshore. However, this study has changed that. The scientists discovering the first such pools in the Gulf of Aquapa, a northern enclave of the Red Sea. The salty lakes are within 1.25 miles from the shore, so they're pretty close. The scientists discovered the brine pools at 1.1 miles beneath the surface of the Red Sea during 2020 expedition on board the Marine Exploration Organization's Ocean X research vessel. Using a remotely operated underwater vehicle, the new brine pools were named Neome. They are cool looking. Look at how cool they are. I don't know what I'm looking at. Like these little, like, the the, the little, like, bright green. Oh, that's what that is? The bright green ones? Okay. At this great depth, there is ordinarily not not much life on the seabed, said the author, Sam Perkins, whatever. Um, It tells he's a professor somewhere. Um, However, the brine pools are a rich oasis of lakes. Thick carpets of microbes support a diverse suit of animals. Because of the proximity to the coast, these pools may have acquired runoff from land, which would mix terrestrial materials into their chemical makeup. As a result, they could potentially serve as an archive of tsunamis, floods, earthquakes across thousands and thousands of years. Mm. So if they study these, they could figure out all that stuff. Perkis noted that the core samples taken from the newly discovered brine pools provide an unbroken record of past rainfall in the region, stretching back more than a thousand years, plus records of earthquakes and tsunamis, and according to the team's finding, large floods from heavy rain occur about every 25 years, and tsunamis take place about once every 100 years, which could shift the perspective on the massive infrastructure projects that are currently in construction for the coastline of the region. So they will be, with these, they might be able to be able to predict the next tsunami. Oh, nice. Okay. The implications of the discovery do not stop there, as the pool could also give micro, microbial discoveries that could aid in the development of novel medicines and treatments. For example, deep sea microorganisms, organisms, organism, <laughs> organisms, organisms dwelling in brine pools have previously yielded micro molecules with antibacterial and anti-cancer effects. 
And on a cosmic scale, the Brian Pools could also help us reveal the secrets of extraterrestrial life. Nice. How cool is that? It is kind of neat. I'm just kind of, it's interesting that it poils, it poils, it poils, it poils like it does. Pulls, poils, why not? It's all the same. Organisms. <laughs> we can't talk today. The bus today. Oh my god. We're probably having strokes. Simultaneously, we are stroking out. Don't say that. I don't want because to that's out. we're gonna die together. No. On the same day. No. You gotta clear my browser. <laughs> Somebody definitely has to clear yours. <laughs> um, people are not gonna be shocked by my browser. Yeah, you're right. They won't. They'll be shocked by mine now. They might be shocked by yours, but they'll be like, by mine. They'll be like, all those years she was such a prude. Liar. Look at all that lesbian midget porn. It's Uh, fine. That's just Jamie. (laughs) But when they find it on mine, they're going to be like really shocked. Um, (laughs) Okay, so speaking of and sticking with the whole interesting alien whatever, blah, blah, blah thing. Okay. So this is from the Daily Mail. This is from July 25th. And it was a pilot snaps cockpit picture. Cockpit. Cockpit. I love that for you. Every time I think of cockpit, I'm like, Jamie. Picture of mysterious red glow and clouds over Atlantic Ocean that some likened to a Watergate portal to the Upside Down and Netflix the Stranger Things. Not the Upside Down. Chrissy, wake up. I know. It says, a mysterious fiery red glow photographed by a pilot as he passed over clouds above the Atlantic Ocean has sparked comparisons with a Watergate, an underwater portal to the nightmarish parallel universe, the Upside Down, and Netflix's hit show, Stranger Things. Well, excuse me. I don't think that's it. Probably. You don't know, though. You don't it's, know. I don't th- I don't think that the Upside Down is real. It could be. Like, who... who if it the, may not be real, if but... If the world opened up tomorrow and the fucking Upside Down swallowed us whole, I would not be shocked. Where the hell are my snacks? <laughs> we don't have snacks up there for you anymore. Where are, where are the <laughs> snacks? What's in here? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hold on. I gotta tell. Oh, my God. Atkins. What the shit? Okay, sorry. I gotta tell my husband to go get milk. He's gonna be like, motherfucker, I just worked 7,000 fucking hours and I gotta go get milk. Okay, anyway. So it says, the three eerie images taken on July 22nd were posted to Reddit with the hopes of unraveling the mystery. It included a note saying the pilot says he's never seen anything like it. There, they spawned a frenzy of theories and comments ranging from comparisons to scenes from the latest series of Netflix hit show Stranger Things to others that suggested it was most likely a fishing boat using large panels of red LED lights to attract schools of sorry fish. That's probably it. That's kind of interesting. Mm. Huh. However, without closer inspection, the cause cannot be known for sure. So far, the pilot has remained anonymous, and there is no indication of how low he was flying or where over the Atlantic he saw the mysterious scene. So I kind of, it kind of bothers me because I see the pictures, and if you go to Daily Mail or even if you just Google, you know, like, red lights in the clouds or something like that. I don't know. Like, it'll come up. But, um, it's like he posted it going, I've never seen anything like it, but he doesn't tell you where it is. You know, he doesn't tell you, like, where he was kind of at. So, there's no, you can't go look into it more. Right. So, that's kind of annoy balls. You know what I mean? So, it says, Sorry Fishing uses hundreds of massive LED LED lights on fishing boats perimeters to attract fish, allowing them to be easily scooped up in nets. It is most often seen in the Pacific Ocean, but the Atlantic story is found from the Gulf of St. Lawrence, Canada, to Bermuda. Although LED is the preferred option for fishing boats due to its higher efficiency and lower weight, the fishing boat below could be using another lighting solution like high-density discharge. It's, yeah. 
I discharge. <laughs> Actually, this is kind of boring at this point. I don't know. It's probably mermaid discharge. They might be on their periods. Leave them mermaids alone. Yeah, this is all kind of boring now. Okay. Oh, my God. Look, they do give you a, a picture of the boat, though. Oh, you know what? I bet you that is. That would make a lot of sense. It's the fucking reflection. But that's kind of neat, though. Like, all those lights. when So they posted a a picture of the boat. You know, I bet you that's what it is. You're a liar. You're just like Papa. (laughs) You know what? When you see that, you're like, I bet you that's what it is. Don't you just love it when you post? Like, like, am I the only one that, like, if somebody posts something and I don't know what it is, I go immediately to the comments and I read through the first bunch of bullshit where they're making a joke or whatever that may be. But then usually somebody can tell you what something is. It's right. very rare that you can go and you won't figure something out. I've noticed anyway. Are you do that too? Yeah, I do. Yeah, all the time. I'm like, uh, I want to see what people are going to say. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Oh, can we just talk about Nick Cannon real quick though? Yes. Yes. I can we talk, talk about Nick Cannon? We got to talk about Nick Cannon. First. You go first because I want to tell you what he said after you read your shit. Okay. So, of course... You know, there is, I don't know, Jamie doesn't feel any kind of certain way, I don't think, about babies. I don't know. No, because he, like, he takes oh, care of his kids. But this is a great segue. Yeah, financially, but he can't be with them all the time. You wait till you hear what he said. You okay. go, and then I'll tell you. So, him and I have gone, or him and I, I have gone pretty hard on Nick Cannon because I think it's disgusting that he continues to make single mothers. And I understand financially takes care of them. And when he's in town, like I saw, like there was a thing on him. Well, when I'm in town, I take them to school and I pick them up. Well, good for fucking you. Well, good for fucking you. So where are you the other eight months? Say if you're in town for a month, you gonna be in town for the for all, the month for all the other ones. Like they don't have a stable father figure in the home with them all the time. So he's just making a bunch right. of single moms, and all these fucking women are lining up because they know it's a fucking paycheck. There is no other thing that's going to tell me anything different. And he's been very open about, like, look, I'm not going to get married again. I'm not going to settle down. You know, whatever. He just keeps fucking making babies. It makes me really angry, though. He is engaged now, though. He's finally engaged to someone? Mm -hmm. So why not his baby mamas? Because he said he wasn't going to. He was very, very open. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not the settling down type. Yep. So which one is he engaged to now? I will tell you right now. Um, because the last thing he had said, like, a couple years back was, oh, no. I'm but we know he down. just got another girl pregnant. Well, okay, so the woman he had a baby with where she where it died, it had brain cancer when it was kind of, like, born. Remember we talked about that? Uh-huh. She's pregnant again. And this other model just had this baby, and he was there for the birth of that. Like, she had, like, a water birth home, but, and he was, like, there for that. And I'm like, oh, fucking good. And then he's going to go flying off to go be with one of his other babies. Nichelle Turner. Michelle Turner, he got married. He's engaged to. Is that one of his baby mamas? It's one of them. Hold on, I think. Um, Nick Cannon confirms baby number eight with three Teasy meet kids mother. Blah blah blah. What the fuck is her name? It's this one. Nick Cannon confirms he's having baby number eight with Brie. No, that can't be it. Because he just had baby eight with this girl. Hold on, let me just put in who is Nick Cannon. How old is that? This is recent. Well, because this baby number eight is with model Brie TC. Who is... Oh, there it is. Yeah, baby number eight is Brie So, as of July 18th... Um... Yes. Oh, 
The canon is not engaged despite apparent engagement photos. But it says that he, he would he proposed to Bree TC. I guess he didn't know. Days after saying he'd get back with Mariah. No, he said he wanted to get back together with Mariah. Whatever. Mariah's just kind of full of herself. Mm. Anyway, you are not a fan of Nick Cannon. You know what? I'm not a fan of him because of what he's doing. Right. It's like, it's just unbelievable. It, it's like... And you know, oh, I was I, I was 100% behind Nick Cannon because, you know, he's taking care of his babies, whatever. Financially. Until I saw the video. And I wish I would have saved said video. Okay. Because let me tell you what this motherfucker had the audacity to say. Okay. So he's on a podcast mm-hmm. or a talk show or something. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it on TikTok, like a little snippet of this interview. Where Nick Cannon is expressing, mind you, he's got 18 babies by 16 different women. He's expressing how he loves a woman who respects her. His, these are his exact words, respects her pussy. What? One who says, this is yours, it's only yours, this is only here for you. To him. To him. So let me get this <laughs> So let me get this straight. He doesn't want to be with them now, but he wants you them to You only want a woman who is like, here's my pussy, it is just yours. You want a woman to respect their pussy when obviously you don't respect your dick. So what you're telling me is that you want these women to be completely... Loyal. Loyal to you uh-huh. while you're out there impregnating anything that moves. Pretty much, yeah. So I'm a little disappointed in the canon and I've, my, my views on him have changed. Oh, he's a kind of a douchebag. And I say this with 100% my whole chest and all the dis- <laughs> and all the disrespect in the world Nick Cannon you need to shut your man whore mouth oh my god your man whore mouth you cannot tell people tell women to respect their pussy when you were out there not respecting your dick or their pussies for that matter I just, again, like the way I said it, I'm like, you know, it's one thing when these women are like, okay, because really they're like, you know, I'm going to get a baby and I'm set for life. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Or not maybe life, but for a really, really long fucking time. Right. right? For a really long fucking time. And, you know, obviously he makes enough money. I don't know how. I don't find him to be particularly very talented. And if they invest that child's check good enough, they could be set for the rest of their lives. But I don't really find him very talented. Oh, Nick Cannon is not talented. He's like. I, don't, I kind of find him like one like, of the millish. He's like a black Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't understand. Nick Cannon like, is, first of all, I'm not going to hate on Nick Cannon completely. He's like a black Brian Seacrest. I love the movie Drumline. Like, it's one of my favorites, but he's a terrible actor. He really is. He's a terrible rapper. He can't rap. He has tried. But he hosts all these little shows. Like, he hosts um, he hosts America's Got Talent. He hosts The Masked Singer. He hosts, um... Wildin' Out, which is hysterical, where he is like, he still doing that? Because I don't think yeah, he is. Yeah, Wildin' Out is still a big thing. They're they're popping out episodes left and right. But there's a Nick Cannon is like the white, the black Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> like it's he's about two years away from hosting America's Rockin' Eve. Like that <laughs> is my. That's so funny. Well, speaking of another person who didn't get, who's not really getting a lot of, of love right now, 
We're going to turn this over to Candace Cameron Bure for just a moment. Uh, so she, the Camerons, they found Jesus and then they turned into assholes. They are very self-righteous religious people. Well, it says apparently she shares an emotional post after Jojo Siwa called her the rudest celeb. So there was another a thing coming along where people are like, well, who's been the most like rudest celebrity or whatever? And she's like, oh, Candace or Cameron Bure, whatever her name is. Um, Candace Cameron Bure. Gosh, she's got all these fucking names. She was like, she actually was the rudest celeb. So apparently she responded. Oh, Can- did yeah, they? Candace did. So let me read that. So this one was from crafty.dipley.com. So it says, if I told you last week that Fuller House star Candace Cameron Bure and Dance Moms alum JoJo Siwa would be passive aggressively bickering online, you would never have believed me. To be fair, I would have hardly believed it myself. These two come from two very different worlds and decades, so it would have never been never crossed my mind that they met, let alone they interacted enough for JoJo to call Candace rude, but alas, here we are. Recently Dance Moms alum and current So You Think You Can Dance judge JoJo Siwa made headlines after calling out Candace Cameron Bure for being the rudest celebrity she's ever met. On TikTok, the teen was taking part in a viral trend in which people flashed their phones to the camera quickly while answering phones. Or answering questions, sorry. At first glance, it's hard to see who the dancer showed, but after pausing the video, her screen clearly shows a shot of Miss Bure. <clears throat> As fans may recall, the pair met or made a joint appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show together back in 2019. In that same video, JoJo went on to reveal that Miley Cyrus was the nicest star she's encountered and briefly flashed a photo of actress and singer Zendaya when asked who her celebrity crush is. The 19-year-old captioned the video, pool day equals exposed, ha ha ha, okay. In a clip posted on YouTube from the Kelly Clarkson show episode with both JoJo and Candace, the Fuller House actress gives various gifts to JoJo, Kelly, and Jason Aldean. I love Jason Aldean. In an effort to bring Christmas cheer, of course, it's hard to tell what happened before or after the segment, which was shot in front of a live studio audience. Now, it seems Candace is subtly responding to this shade by posting a quote from the Bible on her Instagram story. Oh, of course she is. What's up, Letter? Who cares? Ain't gonna hurt you none. As fans of the Hallmark Hallmark star know, the 46 year old is very outspoken about her Christian faith on social media and everywhere else, really. On Monday, Candace posted a Bible quote on her Instagram stories, a quote that read, Trust the Lord always while studying the Bible verse as Isaiah 26, 4. The verse in full reads, Trust in the Lord forever, for the God for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. <laughs> I don't see how that has anything to do with that doesn't that's not a response to Here's JoJo. This is somebody trying to make something out of nothing. Probably. Since JoJo's TikTok went viral, fans have been taking to social media to give their two cents on the situation. Imagine how mean Candace Cameron Bure must be because JoJo Ziwa literally grew up knowing Abby Lee Miller and still said Candace is worse. <laughs> Just want to remind y'all that Candace Cameron is Kirk Cameron's younger sister and JoJo Siwa is a lesbian. This is not surprising. So they kind of like go on. Right. So, first of all, I love JoJo Siwa. I freaking love her. I love her little bubbly personality. I follow her on TikTok. I adore her. Adore her. Mm -hmm. And she did just come out. And when she came out last year, she was supposed to host the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. And then, or no, she wasn't invited. She's been invited every year since she was like 12. And then this year, right after she came out, Nickelodeon didn't invite her. Oh, really? Right. That's weird because they're like all, like, aren't they all very woke woke over there? Uh, Like, up with the times and whatnot? Like, I don't know so much about Nickelodeon. 
So anyway, um, yeah. So I do believe that Candace Cameron is probably a super bitch. I do. I do believe well, you don't know. that she's probably very judgy. And this is me being like. But you don't even no, know that for sure. No proof. No proof behind it. I just feel like. I mean, maybe she had PMS that day and she was in a hurry like, and she had to go home and pray or something. If she's anything like her know. brother who in interviews is fucking awful and like shoves his religion down people's throats, then I don't see Candace Cameron being any different. Well, wait, so it doesn't, just because they're very religious doesn't meet, make them whatever. You know what but I mean? Kirk Cameron is though. I know he is, but it doesn't mean like he's, like he's a, a dick. dick. Like is he really views a dick? of him. Like if you're no, if you don't have the same, he's one of those. If you don't have the same views, you're an asshole. Mm. And I don't have time for that. <laughs> well, he definitely would not like you, and you would not like him. We would not. And the, I, I wasted. He wouldn't like me either. So I remember specifically my Team Beat magazine that I used to rip those pages out and paste all over my walls. I never, I remember I never picked him out. Specifically, that he was on one side and Jason Bateman was on the other. <laughs> and I sat and I struggled and I was like, who do I hang up? Because I love them both. And then I was like, I'm totally going to hang up Mike Seaver because I love Growing Pains and I love Kirk Cameron. And I hung up Kirk Cameron and I should have hung up, hung up Jason Bateman. You know what? Yeah, because Jason Bateman actually, like, really made it, man. He really turned into someone. And he's sexy as fuck. I mean, it's so funny. Like, it just, the, like, the little meme that they have, the fuck you are. You know that little meme he has where it says the fuck you are and everybody uses it for everything? Um, it's just, it's amazing what he's done with his career. Like, he just came back out of nowhere. Oh, their fucking podcast. What the hell is the podcast called? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's, like, him and two other dudes, isn't it? Yeah, and it's so funny. Um, um But what was I going to say? Oh, my God. So... I never really was able to get Teen Beat and all that stuff. Like, when I was younger, like, my parents never bought it for me. And not because they didn't want me to have the material. It's just... Is that what it is? Smartless? It's called, called Smartless. Okay. Not because they didn't really want me to have the material. They just didn't have extra money, and they didn't give a shit right. if I had Teen Beat or not. Right. But I'll tell you what. When I finally started getting stuff, this is how you know what I was going to end up with. Vanilla Ice. He literally sat, and it was him when he did the Villanelli's thing, and he had, like, the two-tone suit on, and he was sitting like this, and he had the patent leather shoes on, because that was a big thing. Remember, we all started wearing patent leather shoes, and it literally was on the ceiling of my bedroom, and I would look at it every night. So, that should tell you what kind of man I was always going to want after that. I'm surprised I didn't end up with somebody that has a neck tattoo. Oh, my God. First of all, you and I are so different. because We are so different. Because when Vanilla Ice came out, and Heather, Heather lost her mind over Vanilla Ice. Oh my god, I was sweating in that. I was like, this is a phase. He's not making it anywhere, you know, he's going to fizzle out. And Heather was like, no he's not! He's amazing! He's going to go on forever! The world wasn't ready for a white rapper. <laughs> he's still out there doing his thing. He is, he's flipping houses and shit. Oh, like, everybody loves him. He's like, just such a cool guy. He's like, nice, he's like, down to earth. People, He goes on the little circuits, people meet him. They say he's like one of the nicest, funniest, coolest guys. So I always thought that Vanilla Ice was going to fade out. But you had Vanilla Ice on your ceiling. Yes, I did. And you had fucking Mike Seaver on your ceiling. No. Seriously. No, I didn't have Mike Seaver on my ceiling. Ew. Who went on your ceiling? <laughs> they, I had LL Cool J on my ceiling. Oh, okay. There you and go. And he wasn't on my ceiling. He was a... Kira and I had bunk beds. 
He was <laughs> on the top of the bunk bed underneath he, Kira. Yes, he was underneath Kira. Kira slept on LL Cool J <laughs> for years. That is so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, so you're like, can I stop collaborating? Listen, listen, and I'm like, I'll be around the way, girl. Hey, look, I ended up having um Rob Bass and DJ Z Rock. On your walls? On my wall. I ended up having them on my wall at one point. Yeah. You know what? I never really got into them. You know what I liked when I was little? You know those little, like, faces? Like, you know, in, um, like, acting, they have, like, the little faces. The drama that... and the comedy? Yeah. But you know how, like, they, they became, like, kind of a thing yeah. like, for a while? And they, you could put them on your wall and they had uh-huh. like, ribbons on them. I got into that for, like, the longest time, so my mom would, like, buy me those for, like, Christmas or my birthday. So right. I would have, like, all these, like, masks all over my wall. And they were like these porcelain masks with like the little, oh, my honey's home. You can kind of hear his new exhaust. He backs up the truck and you can hear him coming. Um, so my mom used to get me those. So I didn't really have a lot of those, but I only had vanilla ice. Can you imagine being my mom walking in and being like, oh, fucking God, Jesus Christ. Please just don't let him be, you know, don't let him be a fucking convict. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as you see that, you pretty much know, like, she's going to be with hood dudes for the rest of her fucking life. So I don't, I bet you Carrie had vanilla ice. Carrie did not have vanilla. You don't think so? No, she was totally in. No, no, Carrie was totally into like. Because we hair both bands. love Woodman. Hair bands. Mm, okay. Well, anyway, what you got? Oh, okay. So speaking of weird things. Okay. Oh, good, because I got a really good weird thing after we're done. That I, I was this. waiting to tell you about. Okay. I have this, and oh, do I have this? Okay. So meet Toko. <laughs> the hell is Toko? The man who spent over fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> to become a dog. Oh, my God. And I showed Danielle this freaking costume, and it really is, like, spot on. While people spend millions of dollars to look like their favorite celebrity, here's a man who spent $15,685 to become a dog. $15,000? $15,685. We spent more than that in a custody battle. I don't think so. You know, that those are those are rookie numbers. I mean, fifteen thousand dollars is rookie numbers for plastic surgery. But you were in a custody battle, and he he doesn't have this is just a costume for just a costume. He spent fifteen thousand on a costume. Yes, it's just a costume. Okay, because I thought he was doing some plastic surgery no. too. Okay, never mind. I retract anything I said. Okay, so that's what what it translates in an American. He spent approximately two million yen. Oh, he's an Asian to look like a not co- that it matters to but. look like a collie, his favorite breed of dog. The man who goes by Toko said his lifelong dream was to become a dog. Oh my he God. approached, you like the notebook where they became birds. You can't hate on this man for becoming a dog. He approached, They became birds as spirits, okay? They weren't alive as old fucking people, like dressing up like birds and holding wings. He approached <laughs> It's not the same thing, Jamie. Dear God, make me a bird. Oh, that's Forrest Gump. He approached a skills costume company in Japan, <laughs> Zepit. With his unique request of making a realistic Kali costume. They took 40 days to make this costume as Toko kept giving them feedback till it reached his expectations. My favorite is quadruple animals, especially cute ones. Among them, I thought, this, like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> this guy. And I was like, oh, he's Asian? Like, I don't was, even know why this, that even matters. This was his quote. My favorite is a quadrupedal Animals, especially the cute ones. Among them, I thought that big animals close to me would be good, considering that it would be a realistic model. So I decided to make it a dog. That's why he did it. He further added, I met such a condition 
and made a collie my favorite breed of dog. What? Mm. But Toko can't move his limbs freely in the costume and would face <laughs> some resistance when he tried. He also said that he would look like a real dog if he moved too much. So, I want to look like a real dog! Kind of like Pinocchio. <laughs> I want to be a real boy! Uh, an employee from Zeppet shared, we collected photographs taken from various angles so that the beautiful coat of the collie could be reproduced and devised so that the coat will flow naturally. The employee also said that they spent a lot of time studying the skeletal structure of the dog to create the costume. Togo has a YouTube channel in which he has posted a video of him walking in his collie costume. Oh my god. Why are you people crazy? <laughs> like, why are you nuts? <laughs> like, well, I guess now his pronouns are going to be, um, I don't know, what, canine? Here, boy? <laughs> oh, it might be them. That. Hear them? Hear them? Hear them? I fucking hate this world. I hate this world. <laughs> Some shit that goes on now. You're just like, I'm going to spend COVID. This is why people who have money don't deserve money. Because they get bored and they're like, dear costume people, make me a dog. No, I don't mean make me a dog. I mean physically make me a dog. Well, when you said that, I really thought that he started un- like going through plastic surgery. No. And when you said $15,000, I'm like, $15,000 doesn't get you very fucking far. Like, those are rookie numbers. Then right. he said about a little costume, and then he's kind of, like, down, like, he's all hunched down. and Y'all, he's, like, he's in that costume. I wonder if he's a furry. He might be. I wonder if it's anatomically correct. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's so funny because, like, all these kids in high school and stuff are like, I'm a furry. You're like, fuck off. No, you're not. No, you're not. Like, just well, because I don't you, remember us being this annoying. Just because you wear cat ears... Does that make you a furry? And then there's people who are, like, protesting. They want litter boxes in the school bathroom so the no, furries can shit. No, you don't. No, they you don't. idiotic little shits. Kids are so extra today. Kids are so extra. They're so sensitive. Like, I fear for our... The, I fear for when these bitches are running the country. Because we are going to be... The, the, we're not going to... The queen is going to come and take us back at their point. <laughs> the queen is going to go... England's going to be like, now is our chance, guys. Go get them. That president thinks it's a fucking cat. And they're going to be fine with it. Because they're going to be like, well, you know what? I just... I need to go on my same... We don't even have to go to war with them. Just sprinkle some catnip down and let nature take its course. <laughs> fucking idiot kids. You know, it's just so funny. Like, I have to, like, just for an example. So, my son has my oldest son's car, which used to be my car. So, I passed my car down to my son, and then my son bought a new car, and then he ended up going off to boot camp, so I gave that car to Jonathan. Well, it's a stick shift car, and Jonathan is having the hardest time with it. And he actually does okay, but then, like, one day he, last school year, like, it was, like, the last week of school. Yeah, you told me, you told the podcast that that he panicked. Oh, yeah, yeah, so he panicked, and there's all these people, well, now he's just, like, he's got, like, PTSD over it or something, and I'm like, look, dude, I'd have a heart-to-heart with him, because I'm like, I am not selling this car. Like, this car's only got, like, 70,000 miles on it, and it's fucking, like, old as shit, because I never drove it anywhere. Christopher didn't really drive a whole lot. I'm like, we know how it's been managed. We know what's going on with it. We know the repairs. Like, we know what we're getting into. If I have to sell this car and get something else, we're probably gonna have to buy... Some, right. somebody else's problems you right. know what I mean so I told him I was like look there's gonna be a lot of times in this world in this life of yours that you're gonna go through some shit that you can't fix like you're not gonna be able to fix it it's just gonna suck balls and you're gonna have to deal with it until it doesn't suck balls anymore 
I was like, but this is not that kind. This is not that kind of situation. I was like, this is one that you can fix. So just keep going. I want you to drive every single day. I want you to practice every single day. Like, because this is one thing that I want you to pull through. Because when you do finally pull through, you're going to be so proud of yourself that you did. Right. So I try really, really hard to, like, push him to, like, keep going. You know what I mean? And I know it's going to take him time because it did really upset him. And it, like, kind of terrified him that people were wrong, you know. And he didn't have any control over his own life. So, like, I get it. But isn't that true, though? Like, there's a lot that's going to happen in life that you can't actually fix. You're not going to be able to talk Our your way out of there. There's going to be nothing. Tougher. Yeah, I'm like, but I don't know. I guess it just, but you know, my own brother, who's a police officer, could not drive a stick, still can't, just gave up, didn't want to bother with it. Right, but, it. you know, he's also a police officer. Well, like, I know, but like, I just think it's funny. Like, like, some people just don't I do it. I feel like the kids today, they, they are so fucking sensitive that the littlest thing sends them into a tailspin. Kind of seems like that, but this is kind of funny, so I want to bring this up. Okay. So... It's from uh, the darker side of science. I actually have like two little memes that you're going to find funny. They're oh, just good, like two little I, memes. I definitely have a darker side of science story. You have one of those too? Yeah. Okay. So the one is like, and you know how they're like, did you have a talk about the birds and the bees? So she's like, someone comes on. Her name's Christine H. Lee. And she goes, as a beekeeper, I chuckle at the whole birds and the bees adage for sex talk because the queen mates with 10 drones in the first two weeks of her life. Their dicks fall off and plug her body. The dickless drones fall to their death. The queen stores the sperm for use later. <laughs> That's what she says eh, at the end. Like, I did not know that. I could have gone my whole life. Right? I feel now like I'm really like, have what? nightmares about bees. Their peepees fall off. And she just is like, um, oh, that's part of my body now. Okay, whatever. Right. And then just uses sperm whenever. So does she have like 17 vaginas? No. Or do they just stick their dick anywhere they can fit? I don't know. I guess I guess she just is gangbanged in the same spot. I don't know. Okay, so so basically It's they, a gangbang. So basically <laughs> bees live in deep throat. <laughs> Pretty much. Debbie does the hive. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? So I was like, oh my god. So I thought and that then was she's really just gross. Like, ah, I'll save that for later. Uh, yeah, basically, so then she can have more bees. So then here's this other one from the darker side of science. And it's from, well, they reposted from this place called The Credible Hawk. Okay. And it says, let's, (laughs) this is so gross, it says, let's talk about banana slug sex and penis chewing because why the hell not? And I'm like, I never even knew there was such a thing as a banana slug, but anyway, let's go. So banana slugs are a hermaphroditic species and have quite an impressive penis, 15 to 20 centimeters when erect. Which is roughly equal to their adult size. So their penis what? is the same size as they are. Their penis is as big as they are tall. As they are. It's roughly equal to their adult size. It comes out of their genital pore, which is situated on their head. Oh, they're dickheads. And <laughs> I'm glad you said something. Insert. It's like in parentheses, cute dickhead jokes. Oh, that's me. <laughs> right? That's me. So at the beginning of the 20th century, Harold Heath, a zoologist studying banana slugs, why? Why has anybody studied them? Started to notice that a small number, less than 5% of slugs dissected by its students, either had no penis or only a stump left. It's not like they're hard to miss, so he captured live banana slugs to observe them mate. How does it work, you ask? They take a few nips at each other and end up positioning themselves like a banana flavored yin yang symbol. They insert their penises into each other. And while listening to Barry White, <laughs> okay, they exchange sperm and make sweet, sweet love for several hours. Holy crap on a cracker. Dr. Heath observed that in certain cases, mating ended with the one of the banana slugs or both 
chewing or biting off each other's penises. He thought that the phallus could be used as a plug to keep the sperm in or maybe be caused by human observation or response to an immediate danger. This behavior is called apophallation. Nowadays, two competing hypotheses exist to explain apophallation. One suggests that banana slugs chew each other's penises off because they're stuck together. But since after mating, the penis becomes limp, it's not very likely. So they go limp too, I guess. So the tweet is not done the whole story. Another one proposes that the, seed, uh, the reason is sperm competition. If a slug manages to keep manages to sever the penis of another slug after mating, it renders that other slug female since it no longer has a penis to fertilize other slugs, thus eliminating some of the competition in the race to spread its sperm. Of course, the downside is if a banana slug starts chewing off the penis of its mating partner, the same can be done to them. Chewing penises is a risky business. How about that? Oh my god. <laughs> now I gotta go home and find slug porn. <laughs> I mean, my dark side of science is nowhere near that good. <laughs> what time is it? Do we have time? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's 52. We'll so, wrap it up. So we're no, just going to okay. like quickly go over this. So it's by The Guardian and it's under the technology tab. So this chess robot um, that he's like an AI robot that you play chess against grabs and breaks its seven-year-old opponent's finger. Oh, God. Said play by humans, chess is a game of strategic thinking. We know all that. Um, and it says, violence does not usually come into it, The state, it seems, um, unless there's a machine, apparently. Last week, according to Russian media outlets, a chess-playing robot, apparently unsettled by the quick response of a seven-year-old boy, unceremoniously grabbed and broke his finger <laughs> oh my God. during the match at the Moscow Open. Oh my god. So this fucking bad sportsman robot. I know, right? He got pissed off. What the fuck? The robot (laughs) broke the child's finger. Sergei Lazarev, president of the Moscow Chess Federation, told the TASS news agency. After the incident, added that the machine had played many previous exhibitions without upset. This is, of course, bad. Right, because of how course does, it's bad. How does this robot know that you know he's getting beat to the point where he's pissed off and he is snapping fingers? AI is bad, people. It's dangerous. I really enjoy the fact that like he got pissed off and instead of just like throwing the like throwing the the board. You know, most right. people just throw the board. He right. like grabbed the finger. And was like he fuck was you. like fuck you. Yeah. So the vice president of the Russian Chess Federation told Baza the robot appeared to pounce. After it took one of the boy's pieces. Rather than waiting for the machine to complete its move, the boy opted for a quick reposit, he said. There are certain safety rules, and the child apparently violated them. Oh, okay, so he has to wait for the robot to, like, be back in its starting position before he reaches out. Oh, my God, so he was like, oh, I'm going to teach so you, So it said bastard. when he made his move, he did not realize he first had to wait this is an extremely rare case. The first I can recall, he added. Had, and Lazarus had a different account saying the child had made a move. And after that, we need to give him time for the robot to answer. But the boy hurried and the robot grabbed him. 
Either way, he said the robot suppliers were going to have to... The robot suppliers. We're going to have to think again, is what he said. Oh my god. Baza named the boy as Christopher and said he was on the 30 best chess players in Russia capital. Not not my chess finger. Oh my god. Under the nines category. People rushed to help and pulled out the finger of the young player, but the fracture could not be avoided. Oh my god. So the Christopher, whose finger was put in the plaster cast, did not seem overly traumatized by the attack. The child played the very next day, finished the tournament, and volunteers helped to record the moves, he said. His parents, however, have reportedly contacted the public prosecutor's office. We will communicate. I figured it out to try a way that they can, I guess they want to sue the, the fucking robot makers. Um, the incident was a coincidence, and the robot was absolutely safe. The machine, which can play multiple matches at a time, had reportedly already played three on the day it encountered Christopher. It was a unique, he said. It was performed at many opens. Apparently, children need to be warned that this can happen. <laughs> what? This fucking robot was like, fucking can fit. fit. The robot fucking killed, according to one... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure robots are very nice, but I don't want them picking my fruit. That's what somebody said. Oh, my God. According to 2015 study, one person is killed each year by an industrial robot in the U.S. alone. So, yeah, this robot oh was a dick. Oh, my God. What a bad sportsman, like, robot. Way to be a great AI dick. <laughs> lots of dick talk today. Lots of dick lots talk. Lots of dick talk. Lots and lots and lots. So, oh if you've ever God. been attacked by a robot or penis munched, Write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find us on all your major platforms that you listen to your podcast on. <laughs> Danielle usually drops it about Sunday if she doesn't forget our baby at the mall. Um, every <laughs> once in a while she does. What, so what do you mean I forget my baby at the mall? What? That's when you forget to post the podcast. That's what you said. Oh, no, the podcast is always up. It's always there because I'll do it tonight. It'll be on SoundCloud, so it'll always hit at 11, at 11 o'clock in the morning, always. Oh. But I always forget to put it on our pages. Oh, okay. So she doesn't leave the baby at And all. Jamie doesn't care about the baby at all. So Jamie just does, says fuck off to the baby. That's Jamie not true. Jamie says nothing about the baby. I talk a lot about, like, like I'll, I'll go on TikTok and be like, WMLD, but you're right. Last week, I did mention it, though. I did mention it. I, I mean, like, but, like, I'll post it on the pages, it? and she's just like, oh, okay. I know. I'm terrible. It's not on her own pages. Nothing. I'm terrible. <laughs> she's the worst. I am the worst. But anyway, anyway go on, on your major platforms. <laughs> Um, you can always say, hey, Alexa, play straight from the net. Or you can say, hey, Google, play straight from the net. Um, oh, my Alexa's like, what? I know, right? It's trying to go off right now. <laughs> I'm surprised it's but even quiet. But we have something that not all podcasts have. Danielle, tell them what we have. We have a New York daytime radio show. That is right. Somebody thought it was a great idea to put us on New York daytime radio. But here we are, killing it. It's been like a couple of years now, too. Killing it. We've got like thousands and thousands and thousands and one thousands of people listening. One day we're going to get paid for this. I know one day. You never know. We just gotta stick with it. Why not? Let's let's shoot for five years. If it doesn't happen in five, then we give up. I mean, why not? It's been three. I know. Look at and then really we just are hanging out. We're just shooting the shit. Right. So anyway, you can catch us every single Friday at ten AM on the WMLD, the Voice of Hudson Valley Radio. And if you miss us, that's okay because we're gonna be playing again on Saturday at seven o'clock. Um, if you're out of the area, you can actually find it in all your what is it, like all the major app stores. Yeah. You can find the WMLD apps, so you can listen to us. Um, and if you miss it, that's okay, too, because, like I just said, you're going to hear us on the SoundCloud, um, and it's going to shoot out all over all the other faces of the other platforms. 
at 11 o'clock every Saturday like, or every Sunday. Like drones in a beehive. <laughs> exactly. So don't worry. You're always going to catch us. In the meantime, be good people. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.